Hello, welcome to the podcast. I'm Keegan. And I'm Tori Coward. We are here today to talk to you about the Zika virus. I'll start us off with some general information. The Zika virus belongs to a group of viruses known as flaviviruses. Flaviviruses are single-stranded RNA viruses encapsulated by a protein coat. Some of Zika virus's closest relatives include yellow fever virus and West Nile virus. They replicate in the cytoplasm of host cells they infect. All zoonotic flaviviruses are reliant upon arthropods as vectors. In the case of Zika, its two primary vectors are Aedes aegyptii, yellow fever mosquito, and Aedes ablopictus, Asian tiger mosquito. The reservoir of the virus are primates, including humans. This virus is usually spread to a host through the bite of a mosquito, but it can also be transmitted by coming into contact with infected blood and saliva. Common symptoms include fever, headache, rash, joint and muscle pain, and conjunctivitis. Symptoms usually last for several days to a week. I'll speak briefly about the genome of the Zika virus. As Keegan stated before, the Zika virus is a single-stranded RNA. And since it has been sequenced, we know today that it consists of nearly 10,800 bases. There are 3,424 amino acids that generate the polyprotein that the virus encodes for. The polyprotein is made up of 10 proteins, one capsid, a precursor membrane protein, an envelope protein, and seven, and seven non-structural proteins. The Zika virus is first isolated from a CAC in 1974 obtained from the forest of Uganda. Though 80% of those infected are asymptomatic and 20% of patients contract mild, non-lethal symptoms, the real danger arises when the affected patient is pregnant. Getting Zika virus while pregnant puts the child at risk of lethal birth defects such as microcephaly. Microcephaly is a genetic defect that causes an infant's brain and head to be smaller than normal, healthy infants. This can result in seizures, intellectual impairment, hearing loss, visual problems, and even infant mortality. Prevention of the spread and contraction of Zika virus is imperative to prevent infant mortality. Studying Zika virus and other flaviviruses on a genetic level has given us crucial revelations as to how Zika can be prevented. One such revelation is that many of its genes can be successfully targeted, which brings about the possibility of new treatments and vaccines. Another revelation is that certain mRNAs coding for viral replication have been isolated and can be targeted, yielding the possibility of developing treatments that suppress the virus's further spread. Another discovery in researching Zika virus is that it can also use other organisms as reservoirs. Research suggests that Zika virus can possibly be transmitted by birds, horses, goats, cattle, and bats. Hopefully the information that we have provided for you today have been insightful and helped to foster a greater understanding of the Zika virus, from the genus and sequence to the pathway and effects of this intriguing virus. And that concludes our talk for today. Thank you so much for listening to us, and stay safe out there.